The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Take heart, my friends in the Northern Hemisphere. It's less than two months until spring. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, January 27th, 2022, Thursday of the third week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Angela Marici. Born in 1474, she became a member of the Third Order of St. Francis. She was appalled at the ignorance of religion among poorer children, so she took up the task of teaching them. Others joined her in giving regular instruction. She was invited to live with a family in Brescia and eagerly took the opportunity for a trip to the Holy Land. When they had gotten as far as Crete, she was struck with blindness. She insisted on going through with the pilgrimage. On the way back, while praying before a crucifix, her sight was restored at the same place where it had been lost. At 57, she organized a group of 12 girls to help her in catechetical work. Now, the idea of a teaching congregation of women was new. It took time to develop. The community existed as a secular institute until some years after Angela's death in 1540. St. Angela Marici, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for all those suffering from religious discrimination and persecution. May their own rights and dignity be recognized, which originate from being brothers and sisters in the human family. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Well, today's Gospel is brief from St. Mark, but it has a fascinating rhetorical question from our Lord about the use of a lamp. A lamp. And our Lord says, Is a lamp brought in to be placed under a bushel basket? or under a bed, or not to be placed on a lampstand? It's a rhetorical question. Well, of course not. If we have a lamp, we need to place it in a place where it will radiate light. And people in the ancient world would have had little oil lamps, so it wouldn't make sense to to hide away a lamp, especially when it got dark at night. So as we begin our prayer today, we can ask our Lord, what do you want us to understand by this image of the lamp, the light. What do you mean by this, Lord? Well, we know that St. John records you as saying that you yourself are the light of the world. 
Whoever follows me will will never walk in in darkness, but will have the light of life. But also, curiously, in St. Matthew, you also told us that we are the light of the world, and that a light gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So you said you are the light of the world, and we are the light of the world too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, Lord, uh, like, help me understand this. Uh, which one is it? Mm-hmm. So, well, when our Lord says, I am the light of the world, it's one of those I am statements. Like he says, I am the bread of life. I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the living water. I am the resurrection of the, uh, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and life. But he also says, I am the light of the world. And so, so how are we to understand this? It, when he says, I am like that, it's like a clear definition, or not definition, but a declaration of his, of his divinity. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the image of light is very rich in scripture, mm-hmm. and particularly in St. John, but already in, in the book of Exodus, it describes Yahweh enthroned in a pillar of fire, uh, who enlightened the way for the Israelites to travel through the wilderness towards the promised land. And so already there, he was like the light there. There's Moses who sees the burning bush. That's, he sees God as light there. And we know in the early church, of course, and, and even today, baptism was very closely associated with light because the candidate receives the candle from the Easter candle after he's baptized. It's a very moving moment. Like he's been baptized and bang, he's given the, he's given the candle. And it's kind of like saying, okay, now you're no longer turned off. You are now switched on. You are on. Do it. You have to now kind of like carry this light into the world. And of course, why? Because, well, in the moment of baptism, we are infused with the supernatural virtue of faith. But it's a delicate candle and we have to keep it alive. We can't let it get snuffed out. That's why when we are faced with any darkness, even doubt, when we're in, apparently in the midst of shadows or any hardship, we are guided by a light, a light in our mind that comes from God. You, Lord, are our light, the light of faith that we have received through the church. So let us not move ahead, or let us rather move ahead with a sure step in our life, in our work. We can say that famous prayer in, uh, in the Psalms by King David, Dominus illuminatio me et salus me quem timebo. Lord, you are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Quem timebo. That's a nice question. Quem timebo. Like, who shall I fear? There's nothing to fear. Not because I'm fearless, not because I'm totally sure of myself, but because the Spirit of God is with me. Lord, I need that light for myself, but I need it also so that I can be light for those around me. It illuminates me, but also those around me. Hmm? Now, interesting, a few years ago, I read that book, um, The Light of the World. It's an interview with Pope Benedict. And I was quite intrigued by a section where the Pope, uh, Pope Benedict speaks about the, the light, Jesus being the light of the world, but he connects it to the liturgy. And he explained why early Christians prayed facing east in the direction of the rising sun, the symbol of the returning Christ. And in doing so, they wanted to show that the whole world is on its way toward Christ and that he encompasses 
the whole world. It's a connection between Christ in heaven and we here on earth. And it was no accident that ancient churches were built so that the sun would cast its light into the house of God at a very precise moment. And often a beam of light would enter and fall onto the altar during Mass. And it still happens today. A priest uh, told me, a friend of mine told me that he had remodeled his church, but the the architect, uh, I don't know, wasn't Catholic or something, and didn't really pay much attention to the lighting that would fall directly on the altar. So they had to refix everything, change it. They needed real light there where the Eucharist was celebrated. Mm -hmm. And indeed, when Pope Benedict went to uh, New York City, he celebrated Mass uh, at St. Patrick's Basilica in 2008, and there he spoke about the stained glass with the beams of light streaming in as he was speaking. He said, from the outside, those windows, they look dark, heavy, even dreary. But once one enters into the church, they suddenly come alive. And they reflect, reflecting the light passing through them. And they reveal in that way all their splendor. It's like a, it's like a biblical narrative told through, through light. And he even mentioned an American author, Nathaniel Hawthorne from the 19th century, who, who used the image of stained glass to illustrate the mystery of the church herself. It is only, he said, from the inside, from the experience of faith in ecclesial life, that we see the church as she truly is, flooded with grace, resplendent in beauty, adorned by manifold gifts of the Spirit. So we can say, why Why must I fear? Why fear? So we see the connection. The light comes from Christ, but it fills us too. Lord, how can I be light? I have to be light, but how can I do that? I am lit up like that candle if I am deeply formed in my faith, if I know my faith well. Now, some people think that when they hear formation, they tend to consider it just as knowledge, like, like you know, somebody with good formation would be somebody that throughout their life had received good, you know, doctrinal, ascetical, professional uh, content, you know, information. And that's in part true, but it's somewhat inadequate because really to reach the fullness of the person requires thinking of formation as a being, not just as knowledge, so that a well-formed and good professional knows the science and technique of his profession, but he has something more. He's developed habits, modes of being that lead him to really apply that, that science that he possesses, and he applies it how? Through habits. Attention to others, concentration is work, punctuality, integrating and accepting successes and failures, perseverance. Right? And we, we've, all, we've all heard of these curmudgeon, grumpy professors that are lost in their books. They know a lot. Maybe they've published a lot. They've read tons. But they're kind of oblivious to the people around them. Maybe they're not, they're not exactly light. Mm-hmm. Am I one of those persons? Is it possible that who, I'm one of those persons who thinks that formation is just the endless accumulation of data, of talks, of downloaded books on my computer, of cool quotes? Or am I somehow a light to people around me? I mean, our Lord said, you have to be light. We can't put ourselves under a bushel. And I'm not a light because I'm smarter, or because I know more, or I have the perfect answer, but because I smile often, I'm cheerful, 
hopeful, grateful for life, patient, and I know how to explain the faith, well, in an agreeable way and makes it attractive, and then maybe I can start to begin to be the light of the world or a light in the world. This is what we ask of our Blessed Mother now. Let us ask her so that this really happened. You know, we were always told, look, your formation never ends. And when you hear that, you think, oh, it means that I constantly have to read more and more encyclicals, more and more fathers of the church, more and more books. And no, it really, really means that the purpose of our formation is not to fill us with more information, but to conform us ever more with Christ, our model, who is the light of the world. Hmm? Now, Mary, my mother, Every, every week I meditate on the mysteries of light in the rosary. Every Thursday, in fact. So I ask you to intercede for me. Give me your powerful intercession to follow up on your son's command that I do be light in the world. Mm-hmm. And that way our lampstand uh, is going to be our extremely exemplary behavior, the grace of our baptism, which will energize our sense of responsibility, Never to let it wane, never let it fall under the table. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, January 27, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer now joining with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And my my mouth mouth will proclaim your your praise. praise. Come, let us worship the Lord. The Lord is our God. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Let the nations be glad and exult. For you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Come, let us worship the Lord. The Lord is our God. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing 
Till the ends of the earth revere him. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the Lord is our God. Look on us, Lord, and see how we are despised. Look Look on us, Lord, and and see how we are despised. And yet, you have rejected and spurned and are angry with the one you have anointed. You have broken your covenant with your servant and dishonored his crown in the dust. You have broken down all his walls and reduced his fortresses to ruins. He is despoiled by all who pass by. He has become the taunt of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have made his sword give way. You have not upheld him in battle. You have brought his glory to an end. You have hurled his throne to the ground. You have cut short the years of his youth. You have heaped disgrace upon him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Look on us, Lord, and see how we are despised. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like a fire? Remember, Lord, the shortness of my life, and how frail you have made the sons of men. What man can live and never see death? Who can save himself from the grasp of the grave? Where are your mercies of the past, O Lord, which you have sworn in your faithfulness to David? Remember, Lord, how your servant is taunted, how I have to bear all the insults of the peoples. Thus your enemies taunt me, O Lord, mocking your anointed at every step. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, God of mercy and fidelity, you made a new and lasting pact with men and sealed it in the blood of your Son. Forgive the folly of our disloyalty and make us keep your commandments, so that in your new covenant we may be witnesses and heralds of your faithfulness and love on earth and shares of your glory in heaven. I am the root and stock of David. I am the morning star. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. Our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. 
before the mountains were born, or the earth or the world brought forth, you are God, without beginning or end. You turn men back into dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. You sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it withers and fades. So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is seventy years or eighty for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger and fears the strength of your fury? Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servants. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exalt and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, you give us life despite our guilt and even add days and years to our lives in order to bring us wisdom. Make us love and obey you so that the works of our hands may always display what your hands have done until the day we gaze upon the beauty of your face. Our, our years wither away like grass, but you, Lord God, are eternal. eternal. In you is the source of life. In your light we see light itself. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to the people, saying, When all these things which I have set before you, the blessings and the curses, are fulfilled in you, and from among whatever nations the Lord your God may have dispersed you, you ponder them in your heart. Then, provided that you and your children return to the Lord your God and heed his voice with all your heart and all your soul, just as I now command you, the Lord your God will change your lot. And taking pity on you, he will gather you again from all the nations wherein he has scattered you. Though you may have been driven to the farthest corner of the world, even from there will the Lord your God gather you. Even from there will he bring you back. The Lord your God 
will then bring you back into the land which your fathers once occupied, that you too may occupy it, and he will make you more prosperous and numerous than your fathers. The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants, that you may love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, and so may live. But all those curses the Lord your God will assign to your enemies and the foes who persecuted you. You, however, must again heed the Lord's voice and carry out all his commandments which I now enjoin on you. Then the Lord your God will increase in more than goodly measure the returns from all your labors, the fruit of your womb, the offspring of your livestock, and the produce of your soil. For the Lord your God will again take delight in your prosperity, even as he took delight in your father's, if only you heed the voice of the Lord your God and keep his commandments and statutes that are written in this book of the law. When you return to the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. For this command which I enjoin on you today is not too mysterious and remote for you. It is not up in the sky that you should say, who will go up in the sky to get it for us and tell us of it, that we may carry it out? Nor is it across the sea that you should say, who will cross the sea to get it for us and tell us of it, that we may carry it out? No, it is something very near to you already in your mouths and in your hearts. You have only to carry it out. Here then, I have today set before you life and prosperity, death and doom. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I enjoin on you today, loving him, walking in his ways, and keeping his commandments, statutes, and decrees, you will live and grow numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to occupy. If, however, you turn away your hearts and will not listen, but are led astray and adore and serve other gods, I tell you now that you will certainly perish. You will not have a long life on the land which you are crossing the Jordan to enter and occupy. I call heaven and earth today to witness against you. I have set before you life and death the blessing, and the curse. Choose life then, that you and your descendants may live by loving the Lord your God, heeding his voice, and holding fast to him.
for that will mean life for you. A long life for you to live on the land which the Lord swore he would give to your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Word of the Lord. You will seek me, and when you seek with your whole heart, you will find me. I will will let let myself be found by by you, says the Lord. Lord. I I will restore restore your fortunes. Seek, and you will find. Knock on the door, and it will be opened to you. I will let myself be found by you, says the Lord. I will restore your fortunes. A reading from a sermon by John the Serene, Bishop. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? How great was that servant, who knew how he was given light, whence it came, and what sort of man he was when he was favored by that light. The light he saw was not that which fades at dusk, but the light which no eye has seen. Souls brightened by this light do not fall into sin or stumble on vice. Our Lord said, Walk while you have the light in you. What other light did he mean but himself? For it was he who said, I came as a light into the world, so that those who have eyes may not see, and the blind may receive the light. The Lord then is our light, the Son of justice and righteousness, who has shone on his Catholic Church spread throughout the world. The prophet spoke as a figure of the Church when he cried, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The spiritual man who has been illumined does not limp or leave the path, but bears all things. Glimpsing our true country from afar, he puts up with adversities. He is not saddened by the things of time, but finds his strength in God. He lowers his pride and endures, possessing patience through humility. That true light which enlightens every man who comes into the world bestows itself on those who reverence it, shining where it wills, on whom it wills, and revealing itself according to the will of God the Son. When this light begins to shine upon the man who sat in darkness and the shadow of death, and in the darkness of evil and the shadow of sin, he is shocked, he calls himself to account, repents of his misdeeds in shame, and says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Great is this salvation, my brethren, which fears neither sickness nor lethargy and disregards pain. We should then in the fullest sense, not only with our voice, but with our very soul cry out, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? If he enlightens and saves me, Whom shall I fear? Even though the dark shadows of evil suggestions crowd about, the Lord is my light. They can approach, but cannot prevail. They can lay siege to our heart, but cannot conquer it. Though the blindness of concupiscence assails us, again we say, The Lord is my light, for He is our strength. He gives Himself to us, and we give ourselves to Him. Hasten to this physician while you can, or you may not be able to find him when you want him. Send forth wisdom, O Lord, from your throne of glory. 
to be with me in my daily toil, that that I may know what is pleasing pleasing to you. Lord, give me the wisdom that sits beside your throne, that that I I may know what is pleasing to you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son we may abound in good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 21 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday of the third week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and in the end... The love you take is equal to the love you make. The Beatles, yes, but it comes straight from Jesus. Today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, is from the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Is a lamp brought in to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not on a stand? For there is nothing hid except to be made manifest nor is anything secret except to come to light. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. Take heed what you hear. The measure you give will be the measure you get, and still more will be given you. For to him who has will more be given, and from him who has not, even what he has, will be taken away. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, the Lord said it in a parable, if we're faithful in small things, God will entrust greater things to us. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. There are various reasons that cause us to make scant progress in the interior life and even to lose ground and give way to discouragement. However, these reasons can be reduced to just a few. Carelessness, negligence in little things connected with service to God and friendship with Him, drawing back from the sacrifices He asks of us. All we have to offer God each day are little acts of faith and love, petitions, acts of thanksgiving during Holy Mass, visits to the Blessed Sacrament, and being aware that we are going to meet Jesus Christ Himself who is waiting for us, our customary prayers throughout the day, overcoming our shortcomings at work, answering people pleasantly, asking for things politely. Many little things done with love and for love comprise our treasure for this or that day which we will carry with us into eternity. Our interior life is normally nourished by little things carried out with love and attention. To claim anything else would be to mistake our way to find nothing or very little to offer to God. It is good for us to remember, St. Jose Maria Escriva points out, 
The story of that character imagined by a French author who set out to hunt lions in the corridors of his home and naturally did not find any. Our life is quite ordinary. Trying to serve God in big things would be like trying to hunt lions in the corridor. Just like the huntsman in the story, we would end up empty-handed with nothing to offer. We have the ordinary, everyday things. Just as drops of water added to one another give life to the thirsty earth, so do our little deeds. A glance at an image of Our Lady, a word of encouragement for a friend, a reverent genuflection before the tabernacle, rejecting a distraction during our prayer, overcoming our laziness, all create good habits, virtues, which enable the life of our soul to flourish. If we are faithful to these little acts, if we frequently renew our desire to please God, when something bigger arises for us to offer Him, such as an illness which is hard to bear, or some failure at work, then, too, we will be able to gather fruit from what God has wanted or permitted. Then the words of Christ will be fulfilled. He who is faithful in very little is faithful also in much. Another thing that causes us to regress in the life of the soul is refusing to accept the sacrifices that God asks of us. Such sacrifices provide an opportunity for us to go against our own selfishness, always a sign of love. They show our determination to seek Christ throughout the day instead of seeking ourselves. Love for God is acquired through spiritual toil through the effort and interest that is born with the help of grace in the depths of our soul. There can be no love, either human or divine, without this willing sacrifice. Love grows within us and develops in the midst of our setbacks, and the resistance each of us puts up to that love on the inside and also grows and develops in the face of resistance from the outside, that is, despite the many external forces that are foreign and even hostile to it. As our Lord has promised us that the help of His grace will never fail us, it all depends on our correspondence with it, on our determination, on our willing to start time and again without getting discouraged. The more faithful we are to grace, the more help He gives us. The easier we will find it to follow the way. We will also find that more is being demanded of us, and even greater finesse in our soul. Love always calls for more love. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. On the holy mountain is his city, cherished by the Lord. The Lord prefers the gates of Zion to all Jacob's dwellings. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. Babylon and Egypt I will count among those who know me. Philistia, Tyre, Ethiopia, these will be her children, and Zion shall be called 
mother, for all shall be her children. It is he, the Lord Most High, who gives each his place. In the register of peoples he writes, These are her children. And while they dance they will sing, and you all find their home. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, your only Son wept over ancient Jerusalem, soon to be destroyed for its lack of faith. He established the new Jerusalem firmly upon rock and made it the mother of the faithful. Make us rejoice in your church and grant that all people may be reborn into the freedom of your spirit. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. The Lord, the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. The Lord, the the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. Here comes with power the Lord God, who rules by his strong arm. Here is his reward with him, his recompense before him. Like a shepherd he feeds his flock. In his arms he gathers the lambs, carrying them in his bosom and leading the ewes with care. Who has cupped in his hand the waters of the sea and marked off the heavens with a span? Who has held in a measure the dust of the earth, weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord or has instructed him as his counselor? Whom did he consult to gain knowledge? Who taught him the path of judgment or showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations count as a drop of the bucket as rust on the scales. The coastlands weigh no more than powder. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor its animals be enough for holocausts. Before him, all the nations are as naught, as nothing, and void he accounts them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord, the mighty conqueror, will come. He will bring with him the prize of victory. Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down down to his his holy mountain. The Lord is king. The peoples tremble. He is throned on the cherubim. The earth quakes. The Lord is great in Zion. He is supreme over all the peoples. Let them praise his name, so terrible and great. He is holy, full of power. You are a king who loves what is right. 
you have established equity, justice, and right. You have established them in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow down before Zion his footstool. He, the Lord, is holy. Among the priests were Aaron and Moses. Among those who invoked his name was Samuel. They invoked the Lord, and he answered. To them he spoke in the pillar of cloud. They did his will. They kept the law, which he, the Lord, had given. O Lord our God, you answered them. For them you were a God who forgives. Yet you punished all their offenses. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, you are the source of all holiness. Though no one can see you and live, you give life most generously and in an even greater way restore it. Sanctify your priests through your life-giving word and consecrate your people in his blood until our eyes see your face. Give Give praise to the Lord our God. Bow down before his holy mountain. A reading from 1 Peter. As generous distributors of God's manifold grace, put your gifts at the service of one another, each in the measure he has received. The one who speaks is to deliver God's message. The one who serves is to do it with the strength provided by God. Thus, in all of you, God is to be glorified through Jesus Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. From the depths of my heart I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. From From the the depths depths of my heart heart I cry cry to you, hear me, me, O Lord. I will do what you desire. Hear Hear me, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. From From the the depths depths of my heart I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. Let us serve the Lord in holiness and he will save us from our enemies. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from from the hands of all who hate us. He He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, 
to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us serve the Lord in holiness, and he will save us from our enemies. Let us joyfully cry out in thanks to God the Father, whose love guides and nourishes his people. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. May May you be be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Most merciful Father, we praise you for your love. For you wondrously created us and even more wondrously restored us to grace. May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. At the beginning of this day, fill our hearts with zeal for serving you. So that our thoughts and actions may redound to your glory. May May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Purify our hearts of every evil desire. Make us intent on doing your will. May May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Open our hearts to the needs of all men. Fill us with brotherly love. May May you be glorified, Lord, for all ages. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful and ever-living God, shine with the light of your radiance on a people who live in the shadow of death. Let the dawn from on high break upon us, your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out and make it a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.